TV Campfire Podcast. I was like, yep, okay, so you win for the week. <laughs> We're here. I hate to sound like a broken road. Oh, no! We're fans. It's one of the best things on television. Oh! oh! All right, you got to hold it. Oh, no, you didn't. We talk TV. That was the best scene ever. Like, that I, blew I, me away. It was absolutely amazing. I just couldn't believe it. Welcome to the show. This is podcast number 441, and I am Libya, your host, and this week we have returning guests. Hey, uh, Peter from Hollywood. Hey, this is Greg, TV enthusiast from St. Louis. Hi, this is you, son, and I'm a costume designer and a TV enthusiast. I don't know if I feel your enthusiasm. <laughs> Want me to do it again? No, I was just messing with you. All right, let's start off with the news. Uh, Apparently, Hulu has uh, killed its animation division, which includes Howard the Duck is dead on arrival. So we're not getting an animated Howard the Duck. I'm very sad. I was a Howard the Duck kid, man. So I was actually looking forward to that. Um, Glow star Betty Gelpin, star of Glow, has been cast as Ann Coulter in the new Impeachment, a crime story. Um, and I like her. And, and so far, the crime, American crime story has been pretty good. So I guess Ugh, I'll watch I don't want to watch this stuff in real life. I don't want it to watch it serialized and fictionized. Fictionalized. fictionalized. Well, the last couple they did were good. So I'm, I'm, I'm reserving judgment. Um... <laughs> The next piece of news I have is that Black Mirror writer uh, Booker, uh, just Brooker, I just saw his name. Good Lord. What is his name? I was just telling you guys about him, and I didn't write his name down because I suck. Wait, go back. There he is. Charlie Brooker. I was close. Okay, let me try that again. Next piece of news I have is that Black Mirror writer... Charlie Brooker has quit his production company while they're in the middle of talks with uh, Netflix for a new season of Black Mirror. But the big thing is, because he quit, uh, now the production company the production company owns the rights to Black Mirror. But Charlie Brooker literally wrote every single episode of the show. So uh, what are they going to do? So, I mean, Netflix could keep negotiating, but now they have no writer. And he's what made the show. So, I, I feel like Black Mirror's dead, guys. Oh. How many seasons did they have? Like, four. But what was cool was it's all anthology. So, it, sure. you know, it didn't matter. There was no, like, ongoing story. And then also in writer news, Obi-Wan uh, Kenobi TV show that was supposed to go to Disney+. Plus. Just lost its showrunner. They said it was a creative shuffle, but uh, <laughs> that means the script was terrible. It and probably the sucked. yeah. Well, they didn't shoot. Well, they probably the written pilot because they're not supposed to start shooting until this summer because uh, who's the actor Obi Wan? What is that man's name? Ewan oh, yeah. McGregor. Ewan McGregor. Yeah, he's booked shooting other things, and so he wasn't going to be available to shoot until this summer. So they have until this summer. Or probably they have like a couple months to find another writer to come up with and write with a, a better script. <laughs> to write a better script and to come up with a story before they have to worry about going into production. So they're gonna have to hustle and get themselves. So if you guys are out there and you got a perfect uh, Obi Wan Kenobi script, uh, Disney is looking. All right, that's all I have for the news. There's probably more, but that's all I found. So we're gonna move on to the shows. First up, we're going to talk about Avenue 5, which is a new HBO show which premiered last Sunday. Apparently, I'm the only one who watched it. I'm surprised, Peter, because you love comedies. It was a half hour. I did, but I definitely want to watch it. it. I just didn't know it was on. I'm not necessarily against it, but it got, I know you liked it, but it got pretty mixed reviews. I was like, Mixed means you need to get your own opinion. That's what it means. I'm just saying. Like, um, but uh, no, no, I mean, I'm not against watching it. I just, yeah, I just haven't seen it yet. Avenue 5 is basically like, what if the Titanic went down in slow motion? So they're on a, except that it's, it's like basically it's a cruise ship. It's not a, a regular spaceship. Don't think of Star Trek or anything like that. But it's a cruise ship with a bunch of really rich people who are pampered. There's a, you know, they have entertainment, blah, blah, blah. 
and um, Hugh Laurie is the captain, and then you have, oh, I forgot the other actor's name, who basically plays the the guy who finances the whole company. He's just on board hanging out. And they hit some sort of uh, astrological thing happens, and the ship gets thrown off course. And it only gets thrown off course by five degrees, but of course in space, five degrees is a lot. And with their new trajectory, they're going to miss their slingshot around Titan or whatever they're supposed to do that's going to get them back home. They're only supposed to be on the cruise. It's not three weeks, not a three-hour three hour tour or anything, but it's supposed to only be like a few weeks. And because they got thrown off course, it's now going to take them like three years to get back home. Um, and... The comedy comes because everyone's expecting Hugh Laurie to figure out what they're going to do and save the day and be heroic. And he keeps trying to warn. There's little warning signs early on. But the the twist of it is that Hugh Laurie is not actually a real captain. He got hired to be the face of, of the captaincy for the cruise line because he had gotten famous for something else. And, uh, so he literally knows nothing about flying a ship other than looking like he knows how to fly a ship. And the actual captain of the ship got killed in the first five minutes of the episode. Uh, and so now without a ship's captain, they have to figure out what they're going to do. And it's pretty funny. I think it's pretty funny. And but there isn't like a co-captain and a navigator no, and an well, engineer and like there an is an engineer. Well, there's a staff, but you have to remember the fact that they have Hugh, they hired Hugh Laurie to just be the face. A lot of the other people they hired were just for aesthetics as well. There is an engineer, and she keeps trying to tell people what's right and wrong or what's going to work or whatever. Uh, and nobody really listens to her, and they really should. Uh, but she is apparently the next most competent person on the ship. And um, Hugh Laurie is way over his head. He has no idea what's going on. And they do not have, because it's only supposed, it was, they say that the ship was supposed to be like self-driving. It is automated. So they uh, have no idea what to do. Because that was Hugh Laurie's thing. He was like, it's completely automated. I'm just here to just, you know, hit go. And now that everything's gone wrong, they don't know what to do. So, hilarity well, that ensues. I'm going to say that I thought Hugh Laurie was fantastic as um, Julia Louis-Dreyfus's nemesis on Veep. So he definitely, and I mean, obviously, Black Adder, I think he was on. So I'm not saying he doesn't have a history of comedy, comedy you know, yeah. comedy He's got chops, comedy chops, yeah. He started off is, in comedy. That's what I'm saying. So, I mean, I'm pretty sure he was in Black Adder. So, um, so I'm not saying it's a surprise, but I'm just reconfirming that I thought he was you know, really good, brilliant on Veep. So, I mean, for that reason alone it's a comedy it's space i mean i'm there but i don't know i mean the premise is kind of silly i mean if you think it about all silly. the people that are on, <laughs> no but i mean i just mean like whatever i guess it doesn't really matter but you know that, how many people are on the bridge of a a warship or a battleship i well, mean there's gotta not, be somebody but, else besides but that's kind of my point actor. it's it's not a battleship or a warship it's no, literally no, a cruise what ship I'm saying is, I know that, but think of a real cruise ship. There's like a ton of people that probably could or should have been in place. I think, whatever, I'm not going to argue about a, the the premise of a comedy. So, I mean, I just, I'm going to watch it, but I don't know. It just seemed a little silly. They couldn't write that there was an accident and like all six of the crew members that, you know, could fly the ship died. I don't know. But anyway, it doesn't matter. I'll watch it. <laughs> wow, that was a great endorsement. Uh, yeah. All right, yeah. let's 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 move on. Uh, next, glory. That's the endorsement. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up, we're going to talk about Doctor Who, um, and what is going on, man? Like this show. I mean, even with Nikola Tesla, even with an actor that I really like, who's playing Nikola Tesla, I like I really like that guy. He's he's a lot sure, of fun. I think he's a, he's a great actor. I was almost asleep. Wasn't a fan of the American accent he was trying to pull off, though. No, actually, you know what? I, I believe Tesla. I'm not saying that 
They say Tesla. They say Tesla is not from. He's he's just Serbian. Yeah, I believe he's Serbian, and he's a big deal in Serbia or the Yugoslavia, Serbia. I I apologize for you guys out there. I know it's split up. So Croatia. He was doing it. He was doing an Eastern European slight accent, and he's from Serbia. So like. I think he would probably get that accent right. Maybe he was trying to do like a I've been in America for a while Serbian accent. Right. But he definitely yeah. was slight. Like it, it actually it actually rem- reminded me of um, Nikolai Castawaldo because he's Danish and he's got a weird American act. His act, his American accent is you can hear something else underneath it. And it reminded me of that. So sure. but I mean, I think it's a conscious choice. Yeah, I mean, yeah I'm agreeing. I'm agreeing, you know. Yeah, but I don't know that Nicholas is always doing a conscious choice when you hear like a a weird lilt to his voice. I'm just saying that like this one, I think was very. Let's just talk about the plot, which was I thought sleepworthy. Uh, They had all the elements in place to make me enjoy this episode, and yet, no. And yet, (laughs) magically, it's not fun to watch. Nope. I'm like, what? It seemed like a repeat of a previous episode. Um, we had like, you know, uh, back in the tenant years, we had the the, the queen spider. Thank woman. you. She looked the same. Yeah, I thought it was the same. the same. I thought it was the same actress for a minute. I was like, wait, did they get the same spider woman actress to play this part? Whatever. Yeah. And so, yeah, it seemed it seemed kind of recycled. Um, but at least it was a lighthearted kind of episode which is what i like from doctor who that's not too heavy-handed like the last one was um so um yeah so it was it was okay it was it was watchable libya was it i mean i did it took me two times to like i got about 20 minutes in and i got bored and i switched over to another show and then i came back and finished it but it's not. I used to love Doctor Who. Like you give me, I was like, give me, give me, give me, give me more. And now it's just like, meh. All right. Uh, any other thoughts about Doctor Who before we move on? Anything enduring? No. Uh, I just, I just want to say that um, I'm kind of hoping that they move a move away from this like historical, you know, uh, retread kind of thing. I mean, one or two episodes is fine, but it's starting to feel like that show Timeless where people like go through history and like meet famous people and yada, yada, yada. So I, I kind of really like them to go back to more space age stuff, not less time travel. Yeah. It kind so, of I don't know. Because, yeah. The, the main actor who was playing Tesla was from timeless. <laughs> yeah. That, I did think that when she said that, I was like, that's funny. Um, but yeah. All right. Let's think, move on. Yeah, I think, I think, yeah. And we could have a little better use for the companions as well. Um, yeah would um, greatly enhance the story. Oh, though they did succeed in making uh, Thomas Edison look like a douchebag. I was like, oh, that's about right. <laughs> well, yeah, he probably was. He was. Like, that's <laughs> legit. Like, he was not a real inventor. He just stole everybody else's inventions and had the money to pay for it. That's why his name's on everything. Right. Um, anyway, next up, let's talk about 911 Lone Star. And it's a new show starring, I'm blanking on his name, Rob Lowe. Lowe. Thank you. No. (laughs) You said no. The only only difference, one, it's like 911, but in Texas. And I was like, that doesn't sound great. But what they did do, which I thought was interesting, was Rob Lowe and his son were firefighters uh in new york and rob lowe actually fought uh, where the towers were and he just got a diagnosis that he now has cancer because he was at you know the towers and they don't know how long he has to live and blah 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 and then his son gets in trouble tries to like kill himself and he's like okay we need a fresh start so they go to texas And the big deal there is they just had a big tragedy where the entire team, except one guy, all got killed in a big explosion. So he has to build a firefighting team from the ground up. And that's the first episode is seeing him pull in all these because they said we want they were like, we want a diverse team. And he was like, so you're going to hire a white guy. That doesn't make sense. But so but what he did do was then he made sure that everybody else he hired was like a diverse hire and more diverse than I even thought he was going to go for. 
So I was like, ah, that could be interesting. And that was really, I didn't see the second episode. Peter saw the second episode, but uh, in the first one, I really did like them putting that team together. It felt cool. Uh, Peter, your thoughts? Yeah, I agree. I, I thought, yeah, the, I watched both episodes and the idea of, of, of like, because you, you really can't, you can't do an, or like a, a build a crew type thing in the, the Los Angeles 911, but you could do it here where it's just like, oh, all right, there's an accident. It's Austin's kind of small. Um, I thought that works really well. Um, and I like the cast. Yeah. I mean, I think the cast absolutely very diverse. Um, and I think they're all pretty charming, like performers. Um, the second episode, um, is it's, it's good. It's not as good as the premiere. Um, I think what I'm curious about is like, because of the setting of Austin, they're not, I don't know, like the way 911 typically works. And I haven't seen all episodes of 911, but I've seen a lot of it. Um, they have big things. You're like, oh, yeah. a tsunami. A tsunami. <laughs> <laughs> no, Hero. to be fair, they didn't start that way. They just they just became that way. But go ahead. Right, but that's kind of what it's known for now. It's, it's like right. in L.A. we see the big billboards of like, you know, car going off a cliff or something crazy or whatever. So I guess I'm curious to see how they're going. It, it feels like that Lone Star, especially with, you know, the character who has PTSD and – the Rob Lowe character who's getting, you know, who has uh, cancer and everything. Like, it feels like it's more going to be, uh, um, I mean, I wasn't going to, well, maybe not. I was going to say more emotionally fraught, but I guess that's not true because, like, Athena and the characters on that one, on the original 911, they also have a lot of emotional. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say, they have a lot of craziness happen to them. That's true. I'll see, I will say this. Um, even though I like, and I know I'm only comparing them because they're both like white brunette girls, but um, but like, I like Jennifer Love Hewitt as a TV kind of actress, but I always struggle with her her being whole a, backstory of her and her being a nine one one operator. Yeah, and, and then like in this season, it's like she kind of stalked this woman, even with good intentions. That was so weird. Yeah, like I get what I'm always like, eh, like this one, it's Liv Tyler, and basically she believes that her sister was possibly killed by her husband. Her, her husband, and because she's been gone for like three years. In the second episode, you get a little more in, uh, information on that, but I will say that I'm more, I'm a little more curious, at least as, from a mystery point of view. I'm like, okay, where's this going? Uh, more than I was with the Jennifer Love Hewitt thing. So, um, but yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not saying it's genius or anything, but I mean, but, 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 <laughs> but it's I, entertaining. I, it's entertaining. Let's say that. Yeah. And, 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 you know, Rob Lowe, you know, over the last 30 years, you know, being a teen heartthrob and then doing, you know, uh, doing a good job on Parks and Rec. And what was that other show where he's like the fake lawyer? I forgot he was a movie star and then where he played a lawyer. Well, he played a lawyer on TV and then he thinks that he can be a lawyer like his brother Fred Savage, right? right. Well, yeah. That show but, only lasted like a year though. Right, but I think that Rob Lowe's had a he's had a good job lately in later in his career now of like doing things up differently, you know, comedy and now this is more of like a drama, but it, yeah, it works. I, I think he's a good lead. So I agree. Yeah, so I like it. All right. Uh really? next up we're going to talk about uh, Emergence, and I guess it's going to be me again by myself because you guys are lame. Emergence is awesome. And though I'm only going to really bugger you to watch it if it does get a second season. If it doesn't get picked up for season two, then I won't, I won't mess with you. Um, but How many episodes are you in? This is almost the end. The finale is next week. Okay. Next week is a season finale. I really hope it gets picked up. It's got it's a serialized show, but it's got a really good story. And this episode was more of a setup. It was definitely more setup for the finale. Um, it puts all the pieces in place, tells you who all the players are, what's at stake, and it because you heard the evil mastermind talking about we need to get ready for the upload we need to get ready for the whatever you know what our mission is and you're like what the heck is she talking about and then in this episode they actually tell you what the upload means and and i'm at this point i'm like wait is are their creators aliens or something because 
the the a the level of AI these people are is off the charts. I can't imagine a regular company being able to make an AI as good as these guys are. So I'm I'm leaning towards whoever their creator is because they have to build some crazy device in order to upload the data that they've collected. I'm like, it's obviously an alien. That's my theory. Let's find out if I'm right next week. I think I am. All right. Uh, and I guess that's I don't want to give you guys since none of you have seen it. I don't want to give you too many spoilers. But I really do like the family dynamic that they have going on on the show. It's, it really works. Um, you really feel that Piper is a member of that family. And they do a really great job of that. So, thumbs up for me. Alright, next up we're going to talk about This Is Us. And uh, as I ask every week, did you cry? No. Okay, I didn't cry this week either. This one was all about... Uh, Oh, good lord, not Kevin. Uh, Ryan Randall. This is all... Well, we got like three different times in Randall's storyline to show his anxiety and how it's been building and building and building and that he is not doing well at all. And it almost felt like a public service announcement about, hey, if you're really feeling, feeling bad, you should probably go see a therapist. Like, that really felt like the message of this week's episode. What do you think about it, Greg? I want, I want you to talk more than me this time. Well, I actually thought um, this was the first This Is Us episode, I would say, that was kind of mediocre for me. Really? I thought I thought it was kind of a rehash. I mean, we already knew um, – they, they've already done an episode on Randall's um, uh, anxiety. Right. And so, and so we've already established that. So for them to do yet another episode where – now, you know, because he's dealing with, um, you know, his mom getting older and, um, you know, everything. Some random dude breaking into his house. Some random dude breaking into his house. All the stuff that he's dealing with as councilman um, that, uh, you know, there wasn't anything new, I thought. I, uh, I, I would agree, new except that it did give me warm fuzzies when he finally called his brother. When he finally called Kevin and was like, look, I am not okay. And he just started talking and telling him what was wrong. And I do love their brotherly, especially because they didn't behave like brothers when they were growing up. So I really like how brotherly they are now. I love their relationship, which makes me nervous because they showed the flash forward at like, Whatever, six months ahead, they were all together, and he's like, he's not talking to Randall. And I was like, no! <laughs> so I don't want to know exactly. It's probably because he li- he's lying to his siblings about the mom. That's probably what it is. But um, I really love their relationship. And if that's the only thing that I think was the saving grace of this episode. But And if they finally make him go to therapy, because he obviously, he's needed it his whole life. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if they well, that finally would be, make, make him do that, then maybe it'll be worth it. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so too. So if this episode is actually a buildup, because they took the entire episode, and, and as you're watching this, you know, and they're doing the flashbacks to reinforce it, you know, and how Beth really supported him, not only through college, but even now, right. trying to keep him, you know, Grounded. I mean, it almost seems like, it almost seems like the way they displayed it, there is no reason on the earth why he should have ever run for councilman because that's way too much stress for any for anyone like randall to handle and so i think i don't know from my perspective i think because they went forward and kind of introduced how randall's daughter was dealing with anxiety i think i would have liked to have seen that maybe like the intruder to the house the fact that they moved to a new house maybe having those things affect his daughter i think would have made a more interesting story than rehashing um randall because we've already seen him collapse in his office with uh kevin by his side right so already seen uh kevin's support and that sort of thing so um, i still like to see it again i'm okay with that okay okay I like, I like, I mean, what you're talking about happened in the pilot. That was season one. And so I'm okay with them saying, you know what? These brothers are still tight. You know, we're in season four. It's okay. Uh, or four, five? Oh, I don't know what season we're in. 
But uh, I, I, I'm okay with that. But I agree. I think the daughter, they were ramping up that storyline. And it feels like they kind of dropped it. So you're right. I would have liked to have seen that. And maybe they can use the storyline with his daughter to give him impetus to show that it's okay to go to therapy so that his daughter goes to therapy. Right, right, exactly. That yes. would be kind that of cool. That is what I would have had, would have expected from the app. Well, yes. it was part. It was called part one. So let's see what oh. happens in part two. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, all right. Next up, we're going to talk about the good place. And I thought this is a series finale because it ends on like a big sunset, and it looks like everything is good. And I was super excited about it. And then, and then well, Yusun was like, that wasn't the finale. And I was like, what? What? That wasn't? No, and I'm glad it wasn't the finale. Because, I mean, it wasn't terrible, but it was definitely a little... No, and I it thought, was okay. I was cliche. happy with it. So cliche. It was, but I'm okay on. with that. I'm, I was For okay with not? them. I liked it. I was okay with them having a happily ever after. I was alright with that. It's not the finale. They're going to get they, a happily ever after. They're in that good place. But I mean, well, a the good place. They just, yeah, I thought it was great. Uh, apparently, there's a two hour, or not a two hour, a two episode, one hour finale next week. Oh, really? Correct. Okay. Yes, that's that's what they said. Oh, I thought that was So, I mean, done. and the thing is, that's what it deserves. It deserves I a was, two hour. I, mean, I was okay with the way it ended. I was like, oh, that's. Like, if you told me that's the end, I'd have been like, oh, all right. Yeah, because okay. Michael yeah. Michael ends up in charge of the good place, and everybody they come up with the whole door. The people can go on, you know, go to their door if they want to. And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. And the end, okay, done. Yeah. I mean, listen, I didn't hate it, but the show is too good for that. It was it was definitely sweet and fine, but I mean, I wanted I wanted something a little bit more meaningful and hopefully we'll get it. I mean, I'm confident that they'll give it to me and I wasn't angry, but I definitely didn't mistake it as the finale. Cause I thought, yeah, this, this can't be the end, you know? But I also was like, wow, I wonder what they're going to do because you know, they, like you said, they were kind of happily ensconced and watching a sunset. So to me, I'm even more excited because I'm like, great. That was like the Lord of the Rings fake ending. And now we'll get another <laughs> ending. We'll get six endings. Maybe we'll help you like, Three or four different endings. I'm okay with that too. Wow, I, I totally watched that thinking that was the finale. You're right. There's another. I did not. I thought that was the finale. Ugh. Well, what did you think of the episode then? Greg? I or, liked Peter? it. I, I, I sort of see Usain's point in the sense that, like, while it is nice because I like all the characters and it's heartwarming, there's. Is really not that much to the episode. Like, so on that level, I sort of see her point that it's like they should have a bigger finale. Um, so I guess I am excited that there's another, that there's a proper finale coming. However, um, what the episode was, uh, yeah, no, I liked it. I, I like the sunset and I like them being just because I like the characters so much. Yeah, so yeah I, I agree. Like, I'm happy for everybody. Like, uh, but, and I think it's interesting that Michael's going to be in charge of. Basically, the good place. I think that I, I liked his insecurities. Is like I'm a teammate. They might not let me be in here, and they might. And they're like, "What? Do you think they're going to take your weed?" He's like, "I don't have any weed." And then it's like, "Ding! I now have weed." <laughs> but it, well, I think I think what's interesting is they they set up an interesting dilemma, and I, you know, which is that like, and I, you know, I think we've all thought this is that like, if there's an afterlife, and afterlife is paradise. Like, wouldn't that get boring? Like, so it was. And I, also, I will say this: I'm not a huge fan. But good use of Lisa Kudrow. Oh, yeah. right. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't love Phoebe is like one of the worst uh, sitcom characters ever. I don't really understand why people like that character so much. Um, but I will say I thought she was like pretty good. Like the, her being this famous philosopher, but her brains turned to mush. I was like, oh, that's pretty so good. Drink another milkshake. <laughs> He's drinking a milkshake. Like, yeah, that's pretty funny. Like, I, like I thought, yeah, that was good. Uh, I don't, I'm just, I guess, worried. I'm also worried about Michael a little bit. It did feel like everybody got their happy ending. Um, but Michael, I do, like, they didn't really give him exactly a happy ending. So, let's see what happens. That's why, that's what we're going to see in the finale. I think that's why they're giving us a finale. I mean, I think it, I think it makes, 
great sense to kind of give him his, you know, closure and his story. Like everybody else got theirs, but I mean, he's the architect. He's kind of the, you know, also he's the star, him and uh, uh, Kristen Bell. So, but the other thing I I do want to say is I was really curious as to see what they were going to do. Like Peter said, just kind of jumping off on, on that about, I mean, I didn't hate it. It was fine. And and like, I was wondering how they were going to address that. So, but again, to me, it's like, because it wasn't the finale, I'm really waiting to see, like, what they leave us with. What, like, message. That's and, like, true. What, it wasn't whatever. very philosophical. That's true. And that no. show is usually and, and very philosophical. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. So I'm looking forward to it. All right. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about uh, legacies. And when I say we, I mean people, not me. And this is episode 210. <laughs> Which I don't know what it was called. It wasn't my episode. What happens? <laughs> I guarantee you, I saw it, but I've seen a lot of episodes since then. So, yeah. Uh, so this is the, this is the episode where because uh, at the end of the previous episode, the necromancer had created this creature. The necromancer. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yes, very gregarious necromancer uh, created this character that is initially invisible but can whisper in people's ears ah. and kind of turn them into he jerks. didn't create him he let him out of the pit oh. oh okay so he was already in malibor's pit and he just Correct. came out of malibor's Correct. pit oh, okay how about he kind of conjured well i guess conjured. well he conjured in that yeah. he let him out yes yeah and so yeah the creature goes around and whips whispers into people's ears and they turn into jerks and he gets more powerful so that he can um, at least transform or phase so can, into can, yeah. our existence. Okay. And so what did you think of the character development for all the characters showing their real faces? Um, I really liked, um, you know, um, I mean, obviously it had a driving plot, so that was good. I mean, you knew the motivation of the creature and that, you know, and that his... The um, more, the more his, discord first, he created, the more corporeal he became. Yes, and uh, and people were just being jerks and saying awful things uh, to each other, um, which was uh, really funny because that felt more like what teenagers are like anyway. That's uh, true. They're be, yeah, they're supposed to be teenagers at the school. So, um, but then what was really cool is that uh, you, you got this other character who's he's kind of a you know kind of a nerdish um, you know aloof sort of character. Who are we talking about? Um, the fairy. Oh, Wade. Yes, uh, Wade. So Wade has, you know, is doing a presentation and kind of presents that, you know, he's he's a different type of supernatural being. You know, we've we've had witches and and werewolves and and uh, and vampires, uh, but now we have a new character. I don't know have if 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 fairies have been introduced in nope. any of previous incarnations of nope. the. the he no, is okay. the first, and that's why nobody believed him. When yeah. he was saying, I, he's like, I've done the research and I found I'm not a witch. I'm actually a fairy. And no one believed him because nobody believed fairies were real. Right. And then it turns out that, you know, he alone, well, maybe not he alone, but he uh, ends up uh, <clears throat> mustering up the power uh, uh, with Landon's well, help to well, vanquish well, what's, what's... The, the, uh, uh, this this creature that was the thing, uh, running the around. The thing that I think that's interesting right. is that the, that creature um, got its power by the more discord it created between people, it got more powerful. And Wade, the only way he became powerful is if people believed in him. The more people believed in him, the more powerful he became. So I think that that was an interesting, you know, counter thing. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, so, and, and and even with all of that going on, you still had this other plot where you're still trying to get rid of the dark magic, um, you know. Oh, in the, hour, in the, in the hourglass. Hour, yeah, the hourglass thing. And so they create, like, this, um, this prison world, um, and then, but then there's a switch, and then uh, Alaric and the the two daughters end up in the prison world, and who happens to show up? But uh, Sebastian, and so now <laughs> you realize because that's what I was asking last week. It's like, oh, Sebastian can't be gone, can he? And you were like, shut up. We'll find <laughs> out later. <laughs> so, so now, um, 
So instead of kill, like they made you believe that maybe Alaric killed Sebastian. Well, and, no, I didn't think he killed him. I thought he just desiccated him, and put him in a you know a box somewhere. Put him in a box somewhere. Yeah. Well, Alaric, by the way, doesn't normally desiccate people. If he fights a vampire, he normally just kills them. Oh. So that's not Alaric's way. Um, but yeah, he basically uh, banned him to this prison world. And but the thing, the switcheroo was. They were supposed to put the black magic in a different prison world. And instead, they put it in the regular prison world. And if anybody who's been a fan of Vampire Diaries knows who else is in that prison world. Come on, guys. Any, any, I know. Peter, you watch Vampire Diaries. Yeah, you, but you forget your Vampire Diaries. I haven't seen it, but I only saw the first, like, four seasons so i haven't seen a lot of it yeah. you don't remember you don't remember yeah. the prison world there is catherine there or something like no yeah, well, Ka- catherine is not in the prison world yeah what were the brothers names again <laughs> uh, uh stefan 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 yeah. okay when they put stefan in the casket and pushed him over the cliff i was done that was that was when i left the show yeah that's me too that's when i was out like <laughs> oh, so wow you guys exited at the same exit screen right at the same time <laughs> I was like, I'm out. Uh, I actually wanted to be, and I was for a little bit, but then I'd see the trailers while I'm watching other CW shows, and then I'd slide back in and watch a little more, and then I'd quit again. And I was really out when they killed Elena. That was, that was like, I was like, nope, I'm done. Uh, and I really did legit quit the show until I started working on Legacies, and they were like, well, you need to know this about Vampire Diaries. And I was like, but I don't want to watch the rest of it. <laughs> and they were like, well, you need to understand this and this and this. And I was like, so I feel good that I still have not watched season seven. Wait, <laughs> is that the last season? Season eight, the last season. Whatever. I've watched the last half of the last season so that I understood how the show ended because I actually needed it to what fit, to do my job. But um, after they killed Elena, I was really uninterested in the show because I like the brothers, but I like the brothers with Elena, not by themselves arguing. That wasn't interesting. Well, uh, yeah, all in all, really good episode. A lot went on. Um, although, uh, the only, um, kind of thought that I have is that now with the introduction of fairies, we're like full on true blood now. What's going on? Well, but I loved his fairy wings. It was adorable. <laughs> I did, I really did like when, when you finally see his fairy wings and everything and he gets his full powers, I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. That was cool. Um, and I like how he defeated the bad guy. I thought that was great. Although, and a, although okay. somebody could show up and say "Suki," <laughs> hello, Suki. I don't think that will be when we know we have jumped the shark. Though I will say that. Uh, oh no, I will not say that. Forgot you are not that far ahead. Ugh. All right, let's move on. How about that? Before I give real spoilers and get in trouble. Um. Next up, let's talk Picard. Ooh. So, my biggest complaint, this is really the only really big complaint I have about the entire premiere, which is it was only an hour. Yes. That is my biggest complaint. That's my complaint, too. Uh, it was, it, it was almost like coming home, man. It was so strange that... Picard just hanging out at the in the beginning when it's like the dream sequence when he's watching Data paint and stuff and they're out in the garden and I was like wait what why are they wearing their Starfleet uniforms I was a little confused but it felt right and then when he wakes up I was like oh it's a dream okay uh, but it it had this like warm feeling I don't know I don't know if I like the opening credits but uh, it's different. And I, but I do like the setup. They're doing a really good job of setting up the story, and I do appreciate that when the big fight sequence happens, and they're like, "Run!" and he's just like, "I'm too freaking old for this." You know, it's like I can't make it up <laughs> I these stairs. Very realistic. I grew up, yeah, I did. All right. Props for realism. Yeah, because I was like, he's like, "I'm too old for this." Uh, what'd you think, Yusun? Go ahead. Um. I mean, I loved it, uh, you know, and I, I love your, I love your characterization of it's like coming home. Um, I, you know, the complaint about 
the discovery was, you know, oh, this isn't Star Trek and this is blah, blah, blah. So I already knew that, you know, and and expected and didn't mind that, it you know, it wasn't going to be your your father's, you know, next generation. It was it was going to have that energy and that, you know, but I mean, I they really meant business when that guy got the knife through his heart. And then. Um, you know, and then I saw John Wick's dog and I thought, okay, so I was <laughs> like, this is going to, they, they mean business, you know? And I thought, oh gosh, is he going to be like a gunslinger with a dog? And I didn't know where they were going. I had no idea, you know, whether it was going to be soft or hard or whatever. So I like the setup. I like the actors. Um, of course I have to do a shout out to the costumes. I was really interested in how they were going to dress Picard as a civilian, I mean, that man is styling. He's like, what, 75 years old on the show? I don't know how old he's supposed to be. And I was like, that is great. That look is great. I mean, I really was very interested. Oh, when in he did seeing- that interview, that suit. Oh, yeah, yeah that, that suit, suit that great. he was wearing. Yeah. The suit that he was wearing for the interview, I want that suit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, you look, he's a senior. You know, it's a sci-fi show. It's, his, you know, his civvies. I really was interested in how they were going to dress her, dress him. And I thought, wow. They did a great job. So, and again, it's, you know, it's, we know what we're looking at. The, I thought the um, the visuals were great. I think the pacing was great. I even loved the, you know, coming trailers or whatever. I was like, oh, 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 yeah, it looks good. I was like, oh, he's back, you know, so, I mean, top to bottom, I'm very excited about the show. Um I will say this, though. I will say this. It's not particularly original. When I started watching the first, like, five, ten minutes, I was, you know, I was kind of like, okay, prove it to me. What are we going with this? And I thought, oh, so it's Jason Bourne meets Blade Runner meets, you know what I mean? And I was like, I don't know about this. But the facts are, and we said this about Mandalorian, you know, it doesn't matter so much if we've seen it before, you know, the plot, the conceit, the tropes, whatever. Just do it better. Just make it interesting, you know, make it. So for me, uh, I think that um, this show already to me is more exciting and more of a jumping, you know, kind of off point than The Mandalorian. I'm hoping that it's, you know, it's like this every episode, which Discovery was. They did. They don't cheat. You know what I mean? So, like, I'm very excited about the show. Very. Uh, Peter, your thoughts? Well, um, I I enjoyed it. I am not a... um... It sounds like on this podcast, I am not, I'm not a huge uh, Trekkie or Trekker uh, that like everyone else is. Um, I will say that I was talking to another friend of mine about this, and like I always enjoy Patrick Stewart, and so watching it made me be like, ah, oh, you know, I always say one of these days I should watch Next Generation, and so I was talking to my friend about it. And then, of course, I told her, Libya, your thoughts. You're like, season one is terrible, you know, like season two's okay or whatever. But she was like, yeah, they are. She's right. But you still have to watch all of them. And I was that's like, not true. But that's very intimidating because I was like, that's like 40 episodes that I have to get through. No, like, but I'm saying that's not I'm true because. Thinking, Libya. I, I well, only because you. it's not it's not serialized. It's very episodic. One it episode, is. One. Some of it is. And they refer back to characters throughout the entire series. And if you don't know which ones, then you will be confused and there will be less you know, poignancy and, you know, uh, and even uh, understand. Uh, well, how about this? How about this, though? Because I want him to get to the good stuff. So what I do when I introduce people to a show, I'm like, these are the episodes you need to get to the good episodes. Then once you get to the good episodes and you love the characters, then you can always go back and watch the ones well, that are you, not you, as you good. Well, if you want to take the time to give Peter a oh, watch I, list, I will. there are 178 episodes. There no, are 178 no, episodes. I'm only going to give him a watch list for the first two seasons to get him into season three. And no, then once he it. gets into season three, then he's on his own. Um, well, I, so, so yeah, so on the positive end, it did make me want to watch, finally Thank get back. back on topic. But I, I will say, I will say that um, two things I wanted to, to bring up um was i the only one who when okay so like you is her name dodger is that her name no the girl the dodge so dodge so dodge is like trying to figure out what's going on and then she has this vision where she sees picard and it's you know it's it's bald patrick stewart and she's got powers and i was like have we crossed over to the x-men i was like is this professor x like it in her head 
Yeah. Yeah. It was like, hello, Jean Grey, come to me now. And I was like, okay. Like, uh, that felt a little. No, it was obviously, it was obviously planted in her positronic brain. Like, obviously, it was like deeply rooted. Well, now we know that. But at the time, I get, I get his point. Before you know that she has a positronic brain. From a pop oh, culture. see, I, I see. I knew immediately that she was his daughter. I knew immediately that she was going to be some sort of synth. I mean, like I said, when you know, when they talked about literally in the first like ten minutes when they talked about the synthetic uprising and this and that and whatever, and I was like, oh, got it. She's going to oh, no, be. No, no. It's no, Blade I'm, Runner. She's a synth. No, 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 no. I I did like that. I'm saying, I guess, from a pop culture thing. If you show me pack bald Patrick Stewart and there's some weird mental thing going on, it's it's hard not to think of the X-Men. Oh, got it, got it. Got <laughs> that is not a Picard thing. Picard can't read minds, so that's why I was like, what? What is it? Like, that's a, but I will say, to Yusin's point, um, this is a rarity where I'm going to actually say a positive thing about uh, Star Wars and a negative thing about, or no, positive thing about Star Trek and a negative thing about Star Wars, because I'm more of a fan of Star Wars. Wait, have we all seen Rise of Skywalker before I yes, say something? Yes, go ahead. Yeah. Make so your analogy I, quickly, though. Yeah. Right. So one of the things that I, I, I had heard that they were maybe going to do that in Star Wars, maybe Rey is like a clone of the Emperor or something. And I was like, oh, well, that might be kind of interesting. And then they kind of bogged out. And I was like, ah, it's like his granddaughter or whatever. So in this, I liked that it's like, oh, she's Data's daughter, sort of, because it's synthetic. And I was like, oh, I like that. So like, so to me, that was good. My only thing to wrap this up. It's all good. I did not like the ending. I, I don't like I, I just thought the we get to know this character and then they're like, oh, but there's a twin. And I was like, eh. I was like, I don't know this yeah. person. Like I was like, I liked the other character. Like, but eh, Yeah, well. I agree with you. I totally agree with you. So eh. And it was like, and they have to be born as twins. I was like, really? That doesn't even make any sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we have to make two of them. Necklace, you know, like but 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 I put thumbs up. I mean, I'm looking forward to it, so. All right, Greg, your thoughts real quick before we wrap up. Yeah, that was the same thing. I, I was like, okay, that needed to be an hour premiere because although I really like all of the backstory, I like all of the, the um, <clears throat> you know, Picard was on this mission to save Romulus um, and because the Romulus had the supernova and that was like the that was like the precursor to the Kelvin timeline, although we're not in the Kelvin timeline, but this was the precursor to the Kelvin timeline. And then, so we get that and then we get, um, you know, the synthetic uprising. So it's like, okay, so they did figure out a way to create synthetics because they were trying to, when they were trying to like get data, you know, back of you're watching next gen and they were trying to take data's rights away, you know, and that ties into those episodes. Then we have the synthetic who is more like a human, and that really ties into, and I just looked it up just for our audience, it's episode 162 of Next Gen, and it's called Inheritance, and that's where you get introduced to Data's mom. Oh, we uh, had this argument. I remember that. Okay. Yeah, which is another uh, android that was created by Noonien Soong who, that actually was um, really, really close to being human. In fact, Noonien Soong had had actually programmed the android to actually not realize that she actually was human and that she would like self-destruct if she ever found out that she was. Um, and so I thought all of that tied into that. But yeah, I do agree. It was like, oh, you know, we get this 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 character that's in trouble and and oh, Picard is some and, and I'm thinking, OK, somehow Picard's new mission is going to be to help out this person. And then. And then next thing you know, someone spits acid on her and she explodes. I'm like, that, that can't happen. What is going on? Yeah, I would have liked it if they had somehow de- it deactivated her and kind of made her essentially dead. And then, like, that way we have hope that she'll come back or the twin is going to revive her. Like, that'll be, like, to me, that twist would have been better. But I really did. I think we invested already in this character. And even though she there's a carbon copy of her running around, she's not... She's not. She's not, she's she's not going to be the same. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So no, I really did that. That also, I'm on board with all of that. But I, and I think they could have saved it. I think they could have made it so that she was essentially brain dead and no way to be revived, but her body was intact. And then the twin comes and revives her. I don't know. That's my Hollywood ending. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, I like the fact that they've also taken uh, a continuation of Voyager, which is, you know, it makes sense that if seven of nine came back to earth, uh, that seven of nine would, 
uh, course enhanced Starfleet with any Borg knowledge that she had. So it makes total sense that there would be something like a Borg cube that Star Trek would build, uh, Star Trek, that the Federation would build to do the reclaration at Romulus and that sort of thing. So all of that makes total sense and it's great. And I, I, I can't wait for, for the next episode. Wait, 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 wait. Because again, this is me not knowing tons of Star Trek. I know that Seven of Nine is a Borg. Are you saying that at the end when we saw that Rubik's Cube looking thing, that's, that's a, a Borg? How do you yeah, not know that's, that's a Borg, Borg ship? That was yeah, in the movies. You said yeah, you watched the movies. The Borg ship was a Borg ship with a Starfleet sort of edge to it. Or yeah. Yeah. Like, that took my like, breath away. Wait, why don't they look like Borgs? They don't have the Borg stuff on them. They, they're, they're not, not Borg. That's just the Borg. Yes, thank you. Pay attention. What'd you say? They're just using the Borg technology <laughs> to create the ship. It's like when aliens landed on our planet and they started using the technology to make microwaves and cell phones. They're using the Borg technology to create the ship. But it's ours. Why do we want a Borg technology? I don't know. We've because only... No, because Borg technology. What do you mean? Why? That's like an essential Star Trek thing. Because minus the like, you know, lack of empathy and human emotion and all of that other stuff, Borg technology is like awesome. It's very precise. It's very, you know, tech forward. You, you know what I mean? Like it's very. They're not making the yeah. They're not making the people in the Borgs. They're just using thought, the ship. I thought they're like a weird hive mind thing. They are. Like Yes, but again, though that's the creatures. That those are the people. They're just using the ship technology. Like, but although maybe that might play into it. Like, maybe you know because the Borg has that like I don't know predisposition to the hive mind, or because of whatever, whatever. Maybe the technology, the Borg technology they use, is going to rise up just like the synths did. I mean, maybe this is a whole AI business thing. Like, who knows? But there's no arguing that the Borg technology is very advanced, and yeah, it, you well, know it true. would make sense, like Greg said, that they used it. I mean, okay. it really makes sense. Cool. Yeah. Watch your Star Trek. We'll make a list for you, Peter. <laughs> all right. And that's all we have for this week. If you guys have any questions or comments, send them to tvcampfire at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter. We're on Facebook. You can listen to us on GetThePointRadio.com, Krypton Radio, We Weednopolis, and iTunes. And we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.